Tuesday and we're back for another delectable episode of That's What She Said. And you're hearing my voice on the get-go because our super host, Georgie Park, is away sick and stuck in Perth with a fever. So it's up to me to welcome back our superstar diamond, Joe Woo Woo Western. She's been in Liverpool with her World Cup squad, the Diamonds. How are you feeling, Joe? I know I'm back. The resident woo girl is back in town. <laughs> She's back. She's back. back. She got. I'm feeling slightly less woo girl than normal. I'm just a little bit exhausted. Yeah. But I'm very happy to be home. I had a great time overseas. Um, and, yeah, I missed my dog as well. Yeah. Really. So we've finally been reunited, which is nice. So it was obviously a disappointment. Like you can't cut away from the fact that it was a disappointment um, for you. We all felt for you we were – I was crying when I could see you crying. And Quite it's a like, lot over the last week or so, but that's a story for another time. I, but is it because I think we've just come out of a you know football World Cup uh, for me, and I I could never put into words. Can you put it into words? No, no it is kind of hard to articulate. I feel, um, especially last year because we lost the Commonwealth Games by one goal as well, and it was probably a slightly different. Uh, situation on court because for that game against England last year we were ahead for majority of the game and then it turned around quite quickly but for this game against New Zealand we were down for um, three quarters of it and just couldn't quite get um, another turnover when we needed it but yeah and then like once it's over it's just like all the emotion and everything you've been sort of trying to put aside to focus on the competition just comes to the front. And, yeah, I was like, oh, my God, I can't stop crying. And then I'd stop for a little bit and then I'd start crying again. But I'm a pretty emotional person. Some of the other girls, they're they're much more pragmatic than I am. Really? I mean, also, it's your first. Yeah. Is it because they've done it before? Um, I don't know, maybe. I just um, – I don't know. I felt like because I was probably one of the more – I mean, I still had been to a World Cup, but when you looked at the – players that were out on court on me with me, Sarah, who was playing goalkeeper for the last half of the game, like she's never played for the Diamonds before. And Jamie, she's only been in the team for about six months. So wow. I'm probably the the makeshift or the leader within that defensive end, wow. even though I've never played at a World Cup before. Yeah. Um, and then in comparison to the Silver Ferns where they've had people who've gone to like three World Cups. So I don't know, personally, I'm like a little bit disappointed that I wasn't able to be sort of the leader when it really mattered but that probably comes down to experience as well which you only get from playing and probably losing well I think you know the fact that you beat them in the in the lead up to it was kind of like oh we know it's going to be a tough match so you know you're underdogs but on top and all those sort of mixed mental things happening on and off the pitch, so off the pitch, not the, the court. court that I did again. Yeah, and same with like um, just the way the seasons have run. Like New Zealand, all the New Zealand girls are finished now, so they push their season forward. Ah. So they had time at the end of the season to train together and then come and compete and now they're done, whereas all of us have been playing separately forever long, went into camp, which was pretty tough, and then went and played in the competition and in the back of your mind you're like, oh, I have to come back and play with my team. In yeah. like I've just come off a court, uh, the court playing on Sunday for the Vixens and we got back in the early hours of Wednesday morning. So and even just with like the load, which is like eight games in 10 days, which is incredibly intense. So there's a lot going on. But for the most part, I'm pretty good. I'm still here. I had yeah. a great time. Um, and life goes on. Life goes on, right? It's just yeah. as Georgie said in our group chat, the yeah. sun will rise. The sun will rise. I didn't quite Georgie make it. Georgie has lost one. Yeah. <laughs> Where I've lost an Asia Cup. I haven't won. 
you know, the world's is a different kettle of fish for our game, but um, you know, we've never been that far. But we, we I did lose an Asia Cup before mm. I won one. Yeah. Um, and funny enough, when we won the Asia Cup, I still was quite down. Oh. It was quite. Don't tell me that. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, the highs and lows. Mm. Um, of sport is just ridiculous and you kind of get that anyway because you're at such a peak and you're such high mo- emotions you think oh now that I've won it I'm going to stay up here and I'm going to be happy for the rest of my life because I've won it and you're like no you actually come back and you come down and it's like a big downer as well yeah. because you can't keep that sort of uh, mental momentum going uh, all your life so I'm just planning on doing a lot of sleeping I think I'm a little bit just like exhausted as well yeah. so um, I will be back yeah. to my regular sprightly self, but I'm just, I said to some of my friends at the moment, I mean, I'm not that, I'm upset, right? But I'm kind of just like a little bit bitter. I'm like a lemon and I'm just going to get my way from a lemon to an orange. Yeah. Yeah, you know? That's a good one. So I'll get there. A bit of a kumquat at <laughs> yeah, some stage. Yeah, kumquat maybe. Like I don't want to be grapefruit. I mean, I wouldn't mind being a lime. Like everyone loves limes. They're so good. You know, you can use them in cooking. You can use them in <laughs> yeah. beverages. And you can have 14 of them straight. You know what goes, yeah, you know what goes like great with limes? Hard liquor. <laughs> Lots of hard liquor. Yes, exactly. So when when you think about it, um, I, I saw this great image of you and Kelsey Brown in – the throes of the post-game crying and you're hugging each other. And then I was thinking about what has happened now with um, her coach, yeah. Rob Wright. So there, if, if you haven't uh, heard it, we'll play the grab yeah. um, right now. Insert. Insert. <laughs> Insert grab. <laughs> I haven't actually listened to it personally, I will say, because I've been – just uh, Kelsey's like a pretty close friend of mine, right? So, um, but I was their game was just before us. We played a double header on the weekend, and you could see it on the broadcast. It looked pretty, pretty heated. I actually would say that it was uh, like when when I got told about it, um, I was like, "Oh, is that all?" So it was is that all measured? It was measured. Like ah. I'll, I'll play it um, for you now. I should have it. Oh, up. Okay. so let's um, find it for you. Oh, that's because I don't have. <laughs> we'll just, uh, we can cut this bit out. You can cut this bit out, <laughs> surely. This is what happens when George is not here. I've read the script. Look. So if there's no real emotion in the expression of it or do you think it comes down to the way um, they communicated more so than the actual. Uh, Look, he's ba- he basically says to her, um, you need to do this, this and that, which I don't understand because it's netball terminology. And he was saying go on, do more dodges rather than like long yeah, you gotta, drives. Yeah. So actually I just found it. So. Oh, I've got it. Gets tough on start calling. Oh, and then backtracks. Not live coverage. It's going to have an ad bell. <laughs> you should go on that. I shouldn't, no. Should. I can't do a pull-up. Okay, neither can I. 
got an insight into a discussion you were having with Kelsey. She was after some positives. You wanted to be quite tough with her. Can you talk us through the conversation you had on the bench after? Oh, look, um, yeah, look, um, I'm going to go into that too much. No, it's the wrong one. I want to show you that. No, that's not it. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. Because I put the I can't mics wait to in the see videos, how you cut like, this up. <laughs> in our like um, huddles. Oh really? Yeah, like this is like during a timeout. I hope they don't play the fucking. No. Oh. <laughs> you could do that. I could, but I don't want to. Don't want to. No, I'm too heavy for my weight. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Nah, that's unneeded. And then swaps her out. And takes her out. Mm hmm. Sorry, let's start again. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's she he's given us instructions, yeah. and she's like, "Can you give me some positives? Because you've just been bang, 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 and obviously he needs to get some information to her." So yeah. as a coach, I'm like, I think that was pretty low key telling her what she needed to do, and then she's like, "Can I have a positive?" Yeah. And he's like, "Well, I can't give you any." Which is fair enough. I don't think you should have said, like, that's enough attitude. I feel like that bit's a bit like I'm more. But I'm, I'm wondering what her face looks like because yeah. the camera's in his face mm. but you can't see her face. Her reaction. So maybe she's giving him the old eye roll. Like eye roll, yeah. And he's like, enough attitude and then he, and then he subs her off. And then she sits down um, and doesn't, for what I see, she does not react whatsoever she's probably trying not to cry yeah. that was me yeah like, and that's how I'm thinking yeah. like if you've just come off a world cup and you're getting smashed on your first game back you're literally four days back <laughs> from being off a plane I I don't think there's a spray and then there's also a bit of tact <laughs> a bit of tact and a bit of hold on she's just been through the ringer yeah and like you're saying you're still and you've just won it with the vixens yeah so you're still what would you what would you do in that position? Oh man, like uh, yeah, I mean it doesn't seem like it's not anything really aggressive, and yeah, you need to be able to give instruction, but it's probably yeah, I think he probably just was lacking a bit of context about like how she was feeling, feeling. yeah, and like the whole their whole attack end was not doing that well, like and they had a goal shooter who could barely catch the ball for the better half of three quarters, so that's probably not doing her. So he's probably <laughs> he's probably frustrated and takes it out on the wing attack, yeah. like uh, out of because she's like their main playmaker as well. So mm. I mean that's a lot of pressure to come back um, into a team where they need like they needed to win this game because they're falling out of finals contention pretty quickly. Um, and that's a lot of pressure. Like, mm. you know, the, it's important games. Her, myself and a few of the others, like we played pretty much all, like I played 
12 quarters of netball in like three days. Like I played all every single game of the last three games, which are all very intense, right? Yeah. But it's also just like a big physical load. So I don't know. Have you ever got any bad sprays from a coach? I've had a few but in the, the change room. <laughs> yeah, like sprays happen like that's not a spray for me. That yeah. That is a intellectual conversation on the sideline. Mm. Um, and some tough love. Yeah. And she – I don't know if he needed to say the whole I don't need your attitude. Yeah. Because she didn't really have any attitude unless she's done the eye roll that you can't see. Yeah. That's attitude. But she's 27. Yeah. I'm not sure she would have done the eye roll. <laughs> she's not 17. Her, she's got no expression on her she's face. Got no she's got no just like – She's like, okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> but I've had we, – we actually played a game yesterday – um, and our first half was absolutely atrocious. And the swearing that came out of my coach's <laughs> mouth, um, F, you know, it's fucking atrocious, it's fucking disgusting. And then he pointed out and singled out people. Um, but we kind of know that's what he's like and we're yeah. kind of like we take the message, we know we're playing shit because we're 1-0 down at halftime yeah. to a you know sixth table team and we're second on the ladder or third on the ladder. So we know it's coming. I've had ones where the coach uh, kicks like a Powerade bottle or threw like he he overzealously threw the Powerade bottle into the bin but it ricocheted off the like the rim of the bin and shot past my head and splattered <laughs> all over the wall right behind me. Oh, my God. And he looked at me and it kind of like instantly fizzled. Yeah. His anger because he was so oh sh- mortified. He's like that shit. Nearly hit. That nearly hit you. And the then con- you know continued on with his rant. Um, I've had sprays where the coach is spitting in your face, oh, and these yeah. are mostly men. Like these. This is a. This is a. a I, I think anger, testosterone mm. pushed. Um, I don't think we need the yelling. I don't think because no. me as a coach, I think at one stage um, I was playing and coaching in this game. And I sat down everybody and I said, are you even cry- like trying? Yeah. And I had tears in my eyes. The because disappointment speech. The disappointment yeah. speech. Look, and they came out and, and they started scoring goals. We're still lost but they played completely better. But I'm like, this is so disappointing. Like are you even trying? Yeah. And it worked just as well if not better than, than a huge spray. Yeah. But I think there are times and places like when you back them against AFL ones like – yeah. Um, <laughs> well, like we're... punching a wall like Alistair Clarkson. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel a bit bad for everyone kind of involved because most of the time if you're having conversations with your coaches, it's not filmed so in close proximity. Yeah. Like it's a little bit like it's a – obviously like she's in a pretty vulnerable position. So and I don't think people who have seen it from the outside would have the context that we've just no. come off the back of a World Cup. So I feel like everyone probably should just take it with a grain of salt. And you yeah. like when you watch it, you're like, oh, that's not that bad. That's not that bad, the, but I think the headlines are, you know, yeah, but the, yeah, hyperbolic. I think hyperbolic. I know they're just hyping it up, aren't they? But when I think about it, I think she doesn't realize the camera's there, but he realizes that the camera's there and looking at. And when he questions, when she questions him, it's like a, a hit to his ego. Ah, I get that feeling yeah. like he, the camera's right there. He knows they're filming, yeah, and he's got to be like, bang. But uh, apparently he retracts a lot of what he says. That's the bit we were watching with Bianca yeah. was interviewing him after. He was like, oh, probably was, you know, a bit harsh. Didn't realise, you know, the emotional part of it. Yeah. Which is like, oh, you know, coaches coach different ways. But 
So well, I think it's actually better because he's he's talking to her and he and he knows that she's a valuable part of the team and probably puts a lot of pressure on her. Whereas in football, we've got this situation right now with Gareth Bale. Mm. I'm not sure if you if you've noticed, but Gareth Bale plays for Real Madrid. Okay. The coach of Real Madrid is Zinedine Zidane. So my favorite ever player. That's the hard best. to pronounce. Yeah, we call him Zizou. Zizou. Zizou is the coach. Now, for a few months now, Zizou has been openly saying that he doesn't have a problem with Gareth Bale. He just wants to get rid of him. Okay. Honesty. (laughs) Honesty. He's like, look, it's a bit of disappointment that no one's picked him up yet. Um, But, yeah, the sooner the better. Someone take him. Anyone take him. Anyone take him. Like, for fuck's sake... (laughs) Please get this, like, $88 million player from me. Like, he's acting like it's such a weird situ- situation. Um, a, a lot of times when you have footballers, there are, there are pushing out stakes where mm. they make you play or train on your own oh. until you bust and you, and you break your contract or you do something wrong. There's all these sorts of tactics that happen. They try and get rid of a player. Is it because they don't think he's very good or because they don't want to pay him his contract? I don't know if... It's a, it's a, because Gareth Bale is quite a good player. Mm. Him and Zidane apparently just don't see eye to eye. Fair enough. He doesn't fit in the way that he likes to play. Yeah. Which is fair enough. Even the best players uh, happen Mm. like with this. So, but it's just weird that he's so openly out there talking about Gareth Bale like he's some plonker from third division. Um, when he's one of the highest paid, like he was on 660,000 euro a week. Not bad. In real, was so one of the highest paid players. So they're trying to get rid of him. China step up to the plate, oh. want to pay him a million euro a week. Yep. But Real Madrid said, nah, we want some extra payment here and there. And there's all these clauses. There's like three years left on his contract. So... Um, that falls through for him. So he's he's got until the 8th of August. To find in, a new club. Well, in EPL, uh, Europe is a little bit different. He'll end up playing in the A-League for sure. Yeah, he'll come <laughs> over here and it'll be like, yeah, we'll pay you 2,000 euros a week. Is that okay? And we're like, what? That's not enough for okay, you? Okay, get this. Um, at our uh, silver medal celebration, we had like a little family and friends function after we um, after we, after the last game. Look at this. I'll show you something. Live reaction on air. Oh, my gosh. If somebody turns up. Oh, yeah, here we go. Because she was in Liverpool, so I kind of put in two and two to get. (laughs) (laughs) Tim fucking Cahill turns up. And Lucas Neal is there too. What the hell? He is everywhere. (laughs) His daughter's came to the game. I tell you what, if if anyone's trying (laughs) to stay irrelevant, it's Tim fucking Cahill turning up into a Diamonds event. He was tweeting us as well while we were away saying, great job, Diamonds. He was really lovely actually. And Lucas Neal was really nice too. Oh, Lucas Neal has always been lovely. Yeah, and they all have have daughters because they both live over in the UK and netball's like one of the – Quite big. It's a played sport by females predominantly over there. Yeah, I thought you'd love that. Oh, he's Everton (laughs) as well. So your mate. Your mate. Your mate. Your mate, Tim Tim Cahill. (laughs) That is gold. That is – I had no idea. I thought like Stevie Gerrard's turned up at your party or something. No, my – No, I don't know who that is. I do actually. He plays for Liverpool, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, he used to. He used to. No, my godfather really wanted a photo with him. Oh. And I was like, can you pushing through the throngs of people who wanted to talk to him? Like, if if a beetle turned up as well, then we'd be like, 
You know, crazy. That's it. That's but what happens in Liverpool. Is it what happens? Like, well, just Beatles turn up and then Liverpool people turn, turn up. up. Just Liverpoolians. Liverpoolians. I know. Uh, how'd you go with the accent, by the way? Quite difficult. Could you to, hear the um, Scouse? It's yeah. called Scouse. And like a lot of the cabbies um, were really hard to understand. And then there was like the added barrier because there's this, like an actual piece of plastic when you're in the back of a black taxi cab. And I was like, I've got no clue what he's. <laughs> You needed subtitles, yeah, a little for bit. the scouse, yeah. Oh, how funny! So <laughs> when we say, "Oh, we call people scousers," oh yeah, when you know we're tr- trying to be a little bit uh, derogatory. So is that when they bag for Liverpool as well? Because Pat here is a big Liverpool fan. Yeah, yeah. So when they when they're scousers, they they're Liverpools and they they go sit in the cop. Um, and is they, that the prison? No, the cop is um, <laughs> is like <laughs> well, well it's, it's the big cheer squad behind the goal. Oh, okay, and it's. Amazing, like it's the heartbeat of football when they st- they stand up and they talk and they sing. Uh, You'll never walk alone, and oh, yeah. so many teams are trying to emulate that all yeah. over the world. Like um, Stand by Me for Melbourne victory here. Oh yeah, Port Adelaide's never tear us apart. Yeah, like it's it's really sad actually, but it's everyone tries to emulate what they have. In well, should we talk about some some AFL because after yeah. our win yesterday with the Vixens, I headed off to the pub with my family to watch Essendon win <laughs> win by like that much over the so Gold Coast Suns. Too. I know winners all round, and my second team, the Doggies, won as well. So it's just been a great. So, how'd your tip this week? Did you do tips? I don't tip. You don't tip. I, I haven't done footy tips for years because I used to tip the Bobbers every week when they were terrible. So I was like, I'm guaranteed. And my one of my mates, she's a Carlton supporter, and she's like, they're going to win this week. So she chucks on thirty in Ooh. her multi. Right, she she chucks on thirty. She wins eighty. And then proceeds to spend her $50 numerous times. So she's come off uh, the win and she's like, oh, you know, I'll pay for my petrol. Oh, at least my petrol's free. And then goes buy something from Coles and like, oh, at least my shopping's free. Free? And she ends up spending 500 bucks for a (laughs) winning 50. No, but did you see this? I know there's been a lot of outrage over the score review, but there was a goal in that Essendon kicked, I mean, if Gold Coast had kicked this, I probably would be slightly outraged, but not as this. It is over the goal line. It is, and he's touched it. Or no, he's, that should be a goal. That should be a goal. but they, they don't even review it. They call play on. And the umpire is like there. Like what is he looking at? Yeah, which pole? And we lot, like we, if we, we only won by like 12 points, but it was close. And it would have been up there, wouldn't it? Yeah. No. Well, I think they would have rev- – can they post-review it? They can't post-review no, it No, that's either. the thing, right? They call play they can't bring it. They can't bring it back. It has to be in the moment. Yeah. What the hell is he watching? I don't know. The Just goal the, the, is like, like a seagull or something? Like, oh, oh wow. the other yellow <laughs> pill thing in the air that <laughs> I got. He was having a very long blink. So he's just sneezing <laughs> as the ball's sailing past. So now that we're on to <laughs> AFL and you've been home uh, in the nut farm, um, uh, you know, the la- last few days getting mm. some R&R with the family. Mm. Speaking of nuts, how's uh, North Melbourne Scott Thompson? <laughs> He's playing through the fact that he has ripped open a, tes- testicle. a testicle. Just one? Just one, yeah. So he's a ru- he has a ruptured testicle. So that's inside. Ouch. So it's not like he's – I don't think he was bleeding everywhere. No, he wasn't bleeding I don't know. everywhere. That's a bit, that's a bit TMI, he played isn't on. it? So he came on. He came off. He got tended to. We'll say tended to because really, it's tender. what do we do? <laughs> and he's like, "No, nah, I'm fine. I'll get back out there." So he plays the rest of the game with a ruptured testicle. With a ruptured 
testicle. Like, Are there not any like long term? Oh yeah. He's had to like he said. Look, I was fine during the game. Like I didn't feel anything because adrenaline pumping, yeah, like painkillers, and, and everything, above. whatever. Has he's like. Oh, my nuts sore, or something like that, and <laughs> and the fear there is like, well, I'm not touching it. What do you want me to do, or something like that? And then afterwards, he's gone and got the scans, and then he's turned up like, no, nah, I'm actually in agony. So he went and got, uh, you know, a proper service <laughs> from the the surgeon. And yeah, from anyway, an expert on nuts. Yes, not uh, me, not you. <laughs> um, but what I loved about the whole thing was the media's headlines about everything and and how they sort of spoke about it like they were really feeling his pain like um predominantly male journalists yes a well-earned rest (laughs) oh yeah from this week's game so that he can recover from (laughs) testicular surgery and they're all very but if we had just can we talk about players mental positions like they've ruptured a testicle because we seem to be a little bit more ferocious when it comes to mental, you know, those sorts of things, those really hardcore things that we should be talking about like a ruptured testicle. Like have a rel- like they don't say have a well-earned rest when, when people have a, a mental issue. Like or, Yeah, or they should change it because they should change they're both the- sensitive parts of the body, your Thank brain you. and your testicles. That's, that's, I'm not trying to make light of it but if we only just – spoke about certain things with as much care and tact as somebody with a ruptured I'm going to say ruptured testicle Testicle. how many times no well we were talking about them like um injuries in the media and you know how Dale Morris he plays for the Bulldogs he came back from an ACL it was like 100 and something days like less than 200 (gasps) days and they had him as like half robot half human they're like he's super bad he's invincible and then he plays and he does an ACL well we were like we like we knew that was coming (laughs) But that was probably all the women in the crowd going, what is he doing? I roll. Stop giving me attitude. (laughs) Stop giving me attitude. Don't, like, should you really be playing? Like, don't. Don't give me attitude. Sub, get off. You're out. You're out. So last week we were talking about um, Mac Mm. Horton. Thanks for the shout out, by the way. Yeah, no problem. Just been keeping me company. And I sit there, I sit there and pretend to talk into the microphone when you guys are chatting (laughs) without me. Oh, and you jump in. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> I've got something I pause to say. It, add my opinion and then play it. <laughs> that is so cute. I could actually see you doing that. That's not a lie. She's telling the truth there. So Mac Horton and his uh, stance against uh, drug cheat. Yes. Yang? Wang? Sun Yang. Sun Yang. No, Sun Yung. Sun Yung. No, Sun Yung. But he had a lot of support. So then other mm. – so Great Britain athlete uh, decided to not stand on the podium with yep. him and suddenly now the Chinaman has a, has a problem with people oh, yeah. and he's shouting and telling people, you're a loser, yeah, <laughs> you're a loser. Um, but unfortunately for the Australian swim team, mm. the Dolphins, now we, are, we have our own shadow cast. Yeah, with Shana Jack. Yeah, so Shana Jack um, tested positive prior to these world championships that we actually didn't know were on because this is not on TV whatsoever. I knew it was on. Oh. That's because I see some of the swimmers. Mac trains at the VIS where ah, I train. So. Okay, so you got you know personal. We're kind of in the swimming. we're in the loop as to what you know where people are going. And mine, are, mine, mine only co- connection to swimming is when I have fisticuffs in the change rooms of my daughter's swimming lessons. Yeah, oh, you yeah. missed that one, yeah. Oh. Yeah, very good, very good. And this weekend the lady turned on the shower uh, on me 
So, oh, <laughs> like, what is going on with people? You put her in her place. She's like, uh, you know what? did I just wet you? And I'm like, ah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just protest it. Just don't stand on the metal dais with yeah. her next time. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm they're doing like, it now because you're not allowed to do it at the Olympics because they've made all those rules like we'll take your medal off you if you protest. So they're trying to before Tokyo next well, year. So they should. I mean, yeah. um, unfortunately for Shane, Shane, Shana, Shana, Jack, Shana. she she's adamant that she doesn't know what has happened. She was quite happy. She gets tested every four to six weeks like most swimmers do. Um, and she says the legandrol. Yeah, you, yeah, that's how you pronounce so it. Legandrol is found in a lot of supplements. Mm. So a lot of problems have been had by a lot of athletes who are taking supplements, and then getting found out to have legandrol in their system. Now, that's not an excuse. No, it's not. No, they... unfortunately for Shana Jack, uh, she she took herself home, which is at, like I've, I'm not sure if she had to. I think she got – I was reading in the paper this morning that she got escorted. She went to Tokyo for their pre-camp and then as soon as it came through, I think she got escorted back to Australia and then the B sample also tested positive. So both – I mean, uh, you probably – people who listen probably know a bit about drug testing but we know probably yeah. a bit more because we've been there, done that. But they take – you get you have to give like a certain amount of milliliters yes. and the main body of that forms your A sample and then it's about 90, isn't it? So they put about 60 in one and then 30 in the other and they only test the B sample if something comes up in the A sample. Yeah. So they can say we did the A and something came up and then we did the B. So sometimes the testing procedure can be malfunction and yep. give you a, a – False, you know, positive. A false positive. So then they take the B one and they take it and um and and they you know she tested positive for both and she was absolutely mortified. Like, well, she's pretty embarrassed. I think about the whole situation. Yeah. We were like, like I can't even fathom it happening, especially if if this is the case where she's saying she hasn't done anything wrong. But even now we're sort of educated that you're only allowed to take supplements that are specifically batch tested. Yeah. But even then. I think there is still some inherent risk. But I'm unsure, like, I mean, we were talking about it before, whether she potentially can. Um, I don't think she'll be able to get off a ban completely because um, a positive test is a positive test. Like even those two swimmers that, I mean, um, Max sort of been kind of deemed a little bit of a hypocrite because Tom and Maddie and a few others who got banned for missing tests. Uh, yep. Um, they still got a ban because they were missing tests. Yeah. And I think... The, the fact of the matter is that as an athlete I know that I have to check everything mm. and I'm sure she's checked all her medicines but when you check your supplements they can't guarantee it. No. They say it has to be made in Australia yeah. first of all and if and then if it's not made in Australia the batch testing. So each time, so not just one product, you have to have it batch tested. So the problem is that a lot of these factories have combined Mm. supplements that run on all the conveyor belts and they can be cross-contaminated. Yeah. So that's where the, you know, the the danger lies for a lot of these athletes. And I know I've always taken supplements and they've owned their factories and they have all that. So no cross-contamination can occur mm. even though they're not batch tested. Yeah. Uh, I've seen the factories and things so I very much trust everything that they've done. But even Mac says like I still would have done – what I did yeah. to, you know, Yang, if 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 she had been tested and she had a came out because she was tested prior. 
Yeah, and they didn't announce it. And I think that's why it. people are a bit um, angry at Swimming Australia about not being probably as transparent as they should have been with a scenario like this and whether they didn't because the team was heading into a world champ. So it is like a bit of a big distraction. But I don't know whether the other swimmers would have known something was up because for her to take herself home, I don't know what excuse they gave. Is she injured? No, they said personal reasons. So I think they all thought that she may have had a death in the family or something that she didn't want to speak about because she's like, well, she's a clean athlete. Like you wouldn't... uh, you wouldn't automatically assume uh, drug check. Have you yeah. ever heard of anyone else doing? Uh, there was a football player. I'm pretty sure Saad, who plays for Essendon, he used to play for St Kilda. He had two years off from Asada, yeah. and he got found. Um, he must. I think it was a supplement that had something else in it. Yeah. Um, and there's been a few other cases like that. So I've yeah. only ever, ever heard of it happening in our Matildas ranks uh, with Anissa Tan Derby. Or Anissa Tan, um, she was found. She had two two years off as well. She yeah. was banned for two years. Because normally it's yeah, I think it is two is the the minimum minimum right. And, her, so. and hers was the same thing where she bought supplements in America. Yeah, she brought them home um, and used them, and they were found to have a banned substance in them. So a lot of uh, learning has happened for a lot of our athletes through others' uh, misfortune. Yeah, it's a little bit scary. We we are lucky, I think, probably being a team sport that. Um, we are definitely um, all about clean sport, but it is pretty invasive, the testing procedure that oh, happens yeah. here in Australia and ASADA is um, very vigilant, best. one of the best, yeah. and I think a lot of um, criticism goes out that a lot of the other countries don't have that level when they're back in their own home country. So it's very easy if um, the testing in your home country is not up to the same standard as water is. Mm to, you know, be potentially taking things at home and then coming into world comps and then being fine. Yeah. And I think um, if anyone wants to watch a really good documentary, oh, Icarus. So good. On Netflix, it's a real eye-opener um, <laughs> as we go into our next topic of conversation. <laughs> but I know that um, I looked it up and Legandrol has been found in numerous athletes because they've been taking these supplements. Mm. And apparently a UFC fighter, Walt Harris, managed to escape uh, with a four-month ban when uh, USADA investigation, so that's USA yeah. um, Drugs Drug Authority uh, investigation, found a contaminated dietary supplement oh. and then trace, traced that to a batch of unopened supplements in a detailed investigation. Wow. And that would be the kind of forensic evidence Jack, Hopefully so Shana has. needs, to present to Asada if she's likely because to I escape a potential lengthy ban. I don't know whether Asada have ever minimised bans before because there's the NBA player, is it Joachim? Yep. He also, he had seven months off for the mm-hmm. same substance and mm-hmm. I assume that was a reduced ban because they probably found it in some sort of contaminated supplement too. Yeah. But even saying that, like, can you get away with that even more? Like if, yeah. if I know, I, I can just say, oh, it's an accident. Yeah. Even though you know. Because like, now you're starting to get into some dodgy waters. That's it. As we speak about uh, drug cheats and uh, doping scandals, um, Tour de France has come to an end. <laughs> the two are not. The two are not that closely linked, are they? No, really. <laughs> well, I always think, well, what did he really win the Tour de France if if he's a drug cheat many years down the track? And he <laughs> I don't know what Lance Armstrong is doing these days. I don't know. What is he doing? What is he doing? Like he, he's just tainted the whole sport Maybe he should bring out his own supplement rage. Oh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> but um, so 
our Caleb Ewan. Mm, so superstar. he superstar uh, wins the last stage of, and it's the probably the most prestigious part because it's the sprint yeah. into the Champs de Lycée in de Lycée in, um, in Paris, and he's won it with a burst of speed out of five across the line. Yeah. So you, it's amazing have you footage. Seen his quads. <laughs> his quads. They are something to behold. We they should get are. a monument of those. Oh, I'd love a monument of those. In my <laughs> vit, 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 vit. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd put it up in the gym and, and every time I'd goals. use the leg extension. Yeah. Leg goals. That is crazy. Like it's such a credit to him as an athlete, right? Because oh, yeah. they are the, the pinnacle of road cyclists. Exactly. Oh. And I, I think it's amazing that um, Egan Bernal, he's a Colombian, he's mm. only 22. He won the whole thing. Like 22, what are you doing at 22? Like what were you doing at 22 like last well, year? <laughs> I'm 25 now, thank you very much. Halfway to 50, in my mid-20s. You're in your mid-20s. Uh, when I, I was just playing netball when I was 22, not dominating on a world stage. <laughs> I know, like that's, that's, a, that's a lot of commitment to be that good over mm. so many Races. Do you think he'll retire at like 25? He must now. Yeah, he'll just like, be like, you've done, just done it all. Been there, done that. Been there, done it. Won the Tour de France, no biggie. Well, if he does it again next year, then I'll be asking questions. But anyway. You'll say you'll make your own documentary. I know. Uh, but he's the youngest post-World War II era wow. winner. By how many years? Oh, I'm trying to think about like how, like was the next youngest person who's done it, they're probably like 27 or something. So it's like a considerable jump. I know. Back it, in time, down the age ladder. But um, it's it's funny that uh, 22 years old, like so many people listening to this podcast be like, I don't know. <laughs> I probably just came out of uni, yeah. wet behind the ears, trying to get a job, couldn't get a job. <laughs> just going to go travelling. This for... Colombian's winning <laughs> Tour de France. But, yeah. Impressive. I think a lot of people start taking up cyclists, uh, cycling. Cycling, cycling, cycling in their older older years. It's yeah. not it's not generally something that you do as a twenty two year old. No, I'm so, only I'm only partial to going for a bit of a bit of a pedal okay. around maybe on a Sunday. I don't have um, I've got what they call a hybrid bike, which okay. is not a road and not an off road because a lot of the bicycle tracks around where I live are gravel. Right, I ride on them like a child. <laughs> <laughs> got streamers on my handles and everything just oh. got off my you know training wheels oh good girl <laughs> but yeah like I don't, I don't see many 22 year olds having that much uh, unless you've been like it's in your family and it's it's inbred in in what you've done your whole life well but. like you know ash Barty's pretty superstar she's only 23 oh yeah true but yeah. it's but tennis is something you do when you're young and, yeah. and when you're Australian and you do that. But Because uh, it's like you think with cycling that age would probably be on yeah. and the I positive was, side, right? I was pushed away from cycling because it was so dangerous. You get hit by a car. Oh, yeah, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, my mother was like, get off that bike because it's so dangerous. They love it though. Like, it, you know, you see them out on Bay Road on Sunday morning. I know. So in packs. Um, and in packs and trying to drive around them. So yeah, <laughs> probably the bane of everybody's beach. Well, there was lots of sport. Yeah, there was lots of sport on while I was in the UK. I watched the Women's World Cup because it was on at a great time for me. Perfect I wasn't having time. to get up at the crack of dawn. I was barracking for the Netherlands to win over the USA and their goalkeeper. I was like, defense, you are a superstar, <laughs> but she could not hold on to it for the second half, unfortunately. No. But same with the women's cricket that's been on. The Australian um, women have just won the Ashes, so they're doing us proud. It's a perfect 
um, scenario. Is that uh, where Wally and Co have gone to go and watch the men's ashes? Ah, Grubs yes. on tour. Grubs on tour. There They're doing go. very, very well. So um, I will say that um, we're going to scrap Tweet of the Week. I have one. Oh, you have one. Great. I know. Because I once. can't find mine. It's kind of – it's really not – okay, let me, let me get it up for you. It's to do with the Essendon thing. <laughs> of course. Of course. Of course. Wait, where is it? I had to scroll down. Oh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> it says, uh, from the AFL.com, the goal umpire call play on after this shot from David Zaharakis, which is where it was It was clearly a goal. And then there's a reply from Gillian McLaughlin, CEO, saying, right call, great work team. <laughs> but Real? at not Gil McLaughlin. It's like, <laughs> it's like a parody account, but that made me giggle. <laughs> I love those parody accounts. But, um... Well, is, is, if that's all we have for today, I mean, we're we're a man down, so we've. I feel like uh, the banter's uh, <laughs> a bit lackluster here. And you're so nice, Joe. That I can never really. I'm not that nice. Well, you, I've seen you ferocious on the court. So, well, everyone, uh, where are we playing next week? So people can get down and watch you. We are coming up against the Fever, uh, the Perth team. Um, at home though, which is nice. We're pretty much at home for the rest of the year. We've got one trip to, to Sydney, but we've got a relatively tough run home to finals, which we hopefully will make. But this week, Fever, they've got a shooter from Jamaica, Janelle. She is 1.98 wow. metres tall. How do you practice for someone like that? Just lots of jumping. Lots of jumping. Get lots people of, to stand on lots chairs. Lots of jumping. Yeah. My, my, mainly how I prepare for all my Yeah, <laughs> I, might wear, I might wear my, like, my high-heeled one, sneakers. One, six, eight. One, 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 168 centimetres I am. And that's really it. I'm back into the swing of things, just training and the like. Good. I've got a lot of free time, so I'm just going to spend it either sleeping or eating. Playing with your dog. Yeah, or playing with my playing with my dog. I've come back, get this. I've actually come back fitter from a World Cup, even though I'm quite fatigued. Yeah. Um, because I've just lost all of my muscle because we never do any weights while we're over there. Oh wow. I was like, this is sad. This is probably not a good like not a good weight thing to to say though. Like when you lose weight because you've you haven't been in the gym. Well, we've, and good. we've been running a lot, so it's like this weird thing where you play against the, like a lot of the wins we had in the earlier stages. They were like completely huge margins, right? But these lower ranked teams, they play um, a very good game of keepings off. So defensively, yes. you end up defending for such long. periods periods of time because they just play almost like piggy in the middle. They just throw the ball around, throw the ball around. And I was like, just just throw Do it something. just throw it into the goal. Like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, just put, like we're winning 120 to nil. Just put, like, like I'll give you a goal. Like give you a goal. I'll give you a goal. We always we were saying last week how you how you would cope with that that you know you play such um lower ranked teams trying to be respectful. Yeah. Um and then having to like step it up for the last what two matches? What uh, what can you say that you actually sweated? Well, yeah. I sweated a lot in those lower rank teams because yeah, we were defending for so long. Yeah, um, yeah, it is kind of hard. I don't know. I think they might end up changing it similar to what soccer does. Yeah, um, because like at the minute we're in the Asia pool and it's us, Sri Lanka and Singapore because they take the top three from every nation and yeah. like Wales doesn't qualify because there's. Um, like England, Scotland and Northern Ireland and they're comparatively so much stronger than like Singapore or Sri Lanka. Yeah. Why don't you just do like a tournament thing where it's played over a year? 
Oh. Like that would be cool. You just play one game. Well, the Cricket World Cup pretty much went for a year. Did you? Okay. <laughs> that was ridiculous, the fact that this super long tournament was just decided on a technicality. I mean that's a story I for know, another day, isn't it? too, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. But hopefully they – because the Women's World Cup is here next year yeah. for cricket. So hopefully by the time that rolls around they will we'll sort it out. Stuff and out. it's not just based on how many boundaries. Absolute bullshit. That's it, right? Yeah. Absolutely. That's it for today. Oh, that's it for today. That's, it. Yeah. that's actually that's yeah. that's it. Okay. Well, if you <laughs> if you're having a punt, um, please gamble responsibly, and we'll see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Get better, Georgie.